What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. Listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 22. We got a packed show today. Recording this on a Sunday, October 20th. Um, just two days away from the regular season, start of the regular season. That's going to be exciting. Obviously, the Celtics, we'll get into, get into the Celtics a lot in this show. Um, obviously they're playing against the Sixers on Wednesday, so we'll preview that matchup later on the show. Um, we're going to also wrap up the preseason news on, on that front. And obviously we get into the Carson Edwards explosion last week against the Cavs. Obviously Tice starting to fit in really well with that starting unit, which he could be the front runner to get that starting role. Also get into that 15 spot, 15 spot um, fight with uh, Javante Green and, and Max Strauss. Obviously, we have results on that, and then obviously, you know, small news: Taco Fall signing his two-way, Tremont Waters as well, and obviously get into the Celtics youth. Obviously, we're gonna get into um, anyone is interested in uh, fantasy basketball. We're gonna get into that. Um, what are your what are the top picks? What are the surprises? What are the the um, sleepers that you might be sleeping on? That and obviously you know I'll get into um, and really I'm not I might get into this every every couple episodes I might get into a fan a fantasy basketball um, segment where I'm basically just talking about what are the top players to get on your rave wire depending on if you have a 10-team league or a 20-team league or whatever, what would be available in, you know, ESPN, uh, with, you know, pool, you know, player pools or whatever. What, what would be um, that sleeper player that you can get that most guys are sleeping on that are all, that tend to be, you know, trending in the right direction? Well, but right now, th- this will be like a preview of that. Give you the top players. Obviously, give you the surprises. Well, obviously, we give you, the, you know, the best of the rest that are still effective picks, even though they're probably, you know, they're probably picked later, later in the later rounds of your drafts. So we'll get into that as well. And um, yeah, and then also we'll also get like get into that um, Celtics and Sixers matchups. You know, see, check see how the matchups fit and um. See who has the advantage to get a W on Wednesday, Wednesday night. All right, so let's get it started. First, Celtics looked extremely dominant in the preseason. Looked very, very good. Obviously, the talent that they were facing off was not good. It was a cupcake schedule. But nevertheless, they played extremely well. The young guys played extremely well, which that shows that they could definitely have a huge part of the season this year, which I think they're going to be dependent on a lot this year. Um, and just like, like I said, besides that Hornets game, they've looked good after that Hornets game. Um, they they absolutely slaughtered the Atlanta Magic. They they absolutely were able to murder. Well, I don't want to keep saying this vocabulary that's so... Violent, but 
that's how it felt. Like just watching these teams get annihilated by the Celtics. Um, the Cavs obviously just are probably one of the worst teams in the NBA, and it showed. And the Celtics just just clearly were got them outmatched in every level possible. So they, like I said, they had a strong preseason performance compared to last year. Last year's preseason wasn't the best. It was very shaky. And sure enough, that shakiness, you know, was able to contribute to a a rough first start. So this looks like it's going to be a promising start. I think they might have a nice, a really good start. Um, I want to, like, figure out their first two games. The first two games, obviously, is, you know, they start with the Sixers and they have the Raptors on Friday of, of this week. So... I would say they can easily go either one and one or two and zero in that pretty easily. I think the Sixers game is going to be tough. I don't know if, if they'll be ready to beat the Sixers because we all know the Sixers. You know they're they're potentially supposed to be the favorites in the East this year, adding Al Horford and company, but their bench is is somewhat lacking. I don't think their bench is is as good as the Celtic bench. So I feel like. That they got an advantage in that, but but we'll get more into that later on the show. But I, like I said, Ed, Carson Edwards has been my guy since day one, and he showed that. But putting on a clinic in that uh, third game against Cleveland, um, fourth excuse me, that fourth game against Cleveland, putting on a clinic. He had eight threes in the third quarter. Just, just. I mean, he was quiet coming before he came into that quarter, and he just exploded. He's that type of guy that he can go like like Brad Stevens described it as. He can go on a, a run on his own, and I don't think the Celtics have ever had a guy like that in years. That you could just say, you know, just let's just give him the ball. He's hot, and probably Ray Allen is probably the closest thing to that. Eddie House is probably the closest thing to that. They haven't had that type of player come off the bench in years. So just to have a guy like that is just a huge advantage. He's the type of guy that can keep you in games when you're down. He has the ability to explode out there offensively. And I've been on this guy since day one, ever since, you know, Danny Ainge drafted him. I mean, I think I had him, you know, I had the Celtics picking him in my mock draft. If you want to look it up, it's on my website. Rimsandnets.com. I had the Celtics picking him in the first round. I didn't pick him in the second round, but I had him picking him, picking him in the first one, which I feel like he deserved to be picked in the first round. You know, obviously with his, you know, his production in college just proves that he he was a first round pick. But the only reason why he was, you know, he 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 fell to the second round is because of his size, and they didn't think he would be a good enough defender. But I feel like he he's shown that he can defend as well as you know be a electric score out there so I mean hats off for Danny Ainge for make you know picking him and really overall I think he's had a really good draft I think all the rookies have looked pretty good in, in, in stretches Tremont Waters had a nice game as well in that in that last preseason game he looked impressive uh, Grant Williams has been you know has been a pretty good defensively good rebounder I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to really wow. I don't think he's going to get that much time. I think Brad likes to play him because he does all the little things out there. But I don't think I don't think he deserves to really play over maybe guys like Edwards and um, 
Well, we have to see how Romeo Langford's going to be. He did end up getting hurt in that third preseason game. Um, I think he had like a knee strain. So it's it's, it's tough that um, it's just a tough thing for him because he just got back. You know, he got back from that hand surgery, that wrist surgery that he had. And then now he has another injury that's going to keep him um, sidelined for a few more games. I don't know if he'll be available for that first or second, you know, regular season game this week. Um, but I don't really think he really has an established role yet on this team. We're just, I mean, he when he had his time, we was just just seen a glimpse of him. We didn't see a, a lot, you know, huge stretches like we've seen, you know, Edwards, which you know Edwards at this point with that performance, he's going to prove himself to be one of the most important players to come off that bench, you know, with Marcus Smart and his cancer. So we'll have to see how it goes with that. Like I said, also um, got it to, you know, solidifying that center role. Daniel Tice obviously is in the driver's seat to get the starting role on Wednesday night for sure. You know, he's definitely shown that his versatility, able to um, be like a pick-and-pop guy or a pick-and-roll guy, can he can – he plays out out on the perimeter. Doesn't clog the lane, so it helps guys like Jalen Brown, Tatum, and, and Hayward, and Kimball Walker drive to the rim. Um, he's just a better fit for that starting starting role. Unlike Cancer, where Cancer, you know, at times can be a liability on the defensive end. Tice won't give you, isn't going to really hurt you that much defensively. Besides, maybe if you're playing against a, a bigger center like like an Andre Drummond or. Or, or Joel Embiid, he might get hurt inside in, in the post. But other than that, I think Tice is what you would call a modern-day big that can is a rim runner, can 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 guard multiple positions, can defend the pick and roll at a high level, and he he do, he, fits, he checks all the boxes. So that's so why I think Brad's going to lean on him, or uh, Brad Stevens is definitely going to lean on him to be that starting guy or that main big to to play with that starting unit and then you obviously have cancer probably play you know 20 25 minutes off the bench to back him up so yeah he's definitely coming into his own he's he's definitely showed some improvement and you could just tell that the experience level you know this is third year in the league that you can tell that he's he gets it compared to guys like robert that are a bit slow on rotations robert williams it's just like he's so athletic, but he's just still, you know, parts of his game that he has to work on. And I think Tice is ahead of him, and, and he's definitely ahead of all the other bigs on on the roster right now in all those all those areas. So he's definitely going to be the starter for sure. And then obviously the 15th spot is pretty much wrapped up. Uh, Javante Green gets it because he just looks unguardable out there at times like his athleticism is unbelievable he's he's a freak athlete um sometimes it takes him one or two dribbles he gets to the rim from the three-point line he's just an explosive athlete and that's something that they that they're gonna need they're gonna need wing defenders against you know teams that have you know guys that are very elite guys that you're going to need as many elite defenders as possible. Obviously, you got Semi, Semi Ojale in that role, but um, Javante Green is going to add a little bit to that. 
I think behind after Jalen Brown, I think he's the most athletic guy on the team. So, I mean, to get get a guy like that, I mean, I think you got you got to take take that take a chance on him of being that 15th guy out there because of his his athleticism. He showed that he can rebound as well. He had nine rebounds in the last game against the Cavs. So he shows he can rebound. Shows he can defend. He is a little bit more than what Max Strauss was able to do out there. Max Strauss is more of just a uh, a spot up jump shooter, and that's primarily what he what he can do, and that's really it. So they end up waving him along with uh, two other guys that we all know that weren't really going to make the team. They were just roster fillers to make that twenty man, um, you know, twenty man roster. So obviously they trimmed down to fifteen. So Javante Green got that got that um, spot. And uh, far as like Tremont Waters, Tremont Waters got the got the two way that he had in the summer, so he kept that two way. And also Taco Fall got the other two way. So all all my Taco Fall fans, um, he's excuse me, he was able to at least get a two way spot. So that's that's awesome to hear that that he was able to at least get a two way spot. So at least they don't the Celtics don't lose him. Now he gets at least 45 days in the NBA, so he can basically go. He'll basically be in Maine most of the time, but he'll at least have a chance to at least play in a few games here and there throughout the year. So that's good news for all all the Taco Fall fans. I think this kid has a chance to really be something. I think he could be like a, you know, a backup big in this league. I don't think he'll ever be a starter in this league, but I think he'll be like a backup to kind of you know fit a role where. He can be more of a defensive-minded big because his size is just unbelievable. And if he could just work on his instincts and, and, and start developing more moves in, on the offensive end, particularly in the post, and, and even able to be more comfortable shooting the jump shot from mid-range and, and, and beyond, I think he'll be a really good piece for a team, whether it's the Celtics or another team. But for, for right now, the Celtics have control of him for at least a year. Because the two ways only for a year, so we'll have to see how he does. Um, I think I think he's gonna. I think he'll have a solid career in this league. I just just think he just needs a few years of developing. I think people are just kind of jumping the horse a little bit, thinking he could like be a guy that can be us. I don't know. I've heard I've heard crazy things like him being a starter, which I just think is crazy. But just. At least him, that at least he'll be able to play a few games. I think that's beneficial for him and the team to really see what he can possibly do. Maybe he can find a role as a guy that can, you know, maybe just maybe guard Joel Embiid at times. I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be guarding him the whole game, but just, you know, I think overall, if it comes down to a playoff series, I don't know if it will be this year, but. You're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to find someone to guard Joel Embiid. That just. I mean, I still think their their center position just isn't solidified yet. But as far as I know, Taco Fall would be the only guy that I would know that can guard Joel Embiid and make it tough on Joel Embiid at times, just because of his size. Not that he won't be able to defend him out, out there at the three point line, which I don't think he will. But at least he'll make it tough on him, and it makes it. And obviously, the defense around him will make it tough overall to really score on that type of defense with a you know a seven six guy at the rim so but like i said overall the celtics you it's just it's very promising 
I thought Danny H had an unbelievable draft, and it showed in the preseason how he was able to get the most out of all those guys. And and I think Brad, Brad, we all know is is really good with young players. So it's only gonna make it's only it's you're only gonna see you know more improvement throughout the year. And I think this team has you know it has a has a ceiling to go you know has the potential to really have a high ceiling because of the youth of this team. We all know Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, which are like the better players on the team. They're still young. They're still coming into their third, you know, and fourth year. So they, they're they at that peak. They're at that, you know, that usual level where guys start to peak at potentially being all-star caliber players. I think, you know, Jalen and Jason are going to start to um, – start to see, you know, start to get, you, you, they're going to start to see, uh, um, you're going to start to see them grow into potential all-star type players, um, especially Tatum. I think Tatum is on his way. I thought Tatum has shown a lot of good, um, a lot of good plays on defense as well. I think he's really starting to turning around on the defensive end, starting to get steals, starting to get blocks, you know, able to, kind of replays that he probably wouldn't have been able to read those plays, you know, two years ago, able to, you know, get steals and get in the passing lanes. And he had a nice block in one of the games. I think he played it, I think it was against the Magic. He was able to, or I think it was the Cavs, actually. It was the Cavs where he was able to kind of get out of his area and able to block a shot. So, I mean, these are the type of things that you're seeing. Jalen Brown showed a lot of that as well throughout the preseason as well. So, I thought Jalen Brown's defense was unbelievable. I think he's becoming a, an elite defender. Like it, he, sh- like he was really making things tough on guys. I know the competition wasn't that wasn't that strong, but overall looked really promising what he was doing out there on the defensive end. But yeah, so we're gonna um, we're gonna take a break and get into the next segment. Which will basically talk about the fantasy draft, um, what you, what guys you should be targeting in your draft, and you know what lower level, later round guys that you should be targeting, and also we'll get into the big matchup against the Celtics and Sixers on Wednesday night. We'll get into all the matchups and all the analysis on that. All right, so we'll be right back. You're listening to the Rims and S podcast. Your host Rob Morris. I'll be right back.